this is your brother James, and this is uh, Easy Sex is Not Clean, and Clean Sex is Not Easy. Stole that from my brother. Said that before. He has these money rules, and one of them is, is easy money is not clean, and clean money is not easy. So I stole that. Has to do with sex. Now, today is an interesting day because today is, I'm less than 48 hours from being married which is kind of crazy because my whole podcast has been about like being single. So now um, the last one was about boundaries. Uh, this one, I'm going to, I'm talk I'm going to talk about sexual restraint and being equally yoked. That's what it's going to be titled sexual restraint and being equally yoked. Um, so first thing, the, the, the equally yoked uh, being equally yoked comes from a, comes from a verse um and that verse is in uh second corinthians 6 14 talks about being equally yoked and the verse is literally literally says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers um referring to you know being married um or some people you know there's other there's other like interpretations about it being in business as well. Okay, so I'm going to use that as the focal point because I've always I've struggled with this verse. I'm going to be honest with you because I don't really see a lot of verses that talk about being equally yoked, you know, and um, I struggle with it because um, I've struggled in singleness at times. You know, I struggled with who who am I supposed to date? Like, there's all these like you'll find formulas and sermons and things like this is what happens before you meet the person. And this is what happens when uh, you're supposed to get married. This is what it looks like before. And this is what it looks like. You know, this is what your life looks like. And um, I've always been warned against formulas. And I actually, and my story before I've been married is actually against most formulas. Okay. So, uh, what happened was, is I met her online, February seventh. Uh, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter what day, but the point is, is that it happened less than three months ago. Okay, and um, it happened pretty quick. You know, our first conversation was about intimacy with God. Okay, so so she asked me a couple questions, got real deep real quick, and it was all about intimacy uh, with God. And it was not a conversation I've had with any woman, let alone anybody. Okay. And so right away I knew like her, you know, her spirit, her soul are very in tune with who God is. And it's somebody I'm going to be able to like, you know, cherish if I get the opportunity, you know, it, it's easy. It's like, like I, I know it's going to be easy. When I saw her picture though, I was like, ah, she's, she's cute, you know, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. So we ended up meeting like a week later. And when I saw her, I couldn't talk because her pictures do not do her justice. Like she's, she's beautiful. She's hot and she's cute. So it was like her picture only personified one third of everything. So I was pretty much knocked off my feet. Like I couldn't, I couldn't talk and she'll, she'll even tell you that. And um, from that point on, she, she sets up and she does this and this hasn't happened to me before where a woman is the one who sets up the physical boundaries, right? And I probably talked about this in my last uh, podcast, but she's the one who kind of laid it out and specifically um, told us like, like, Hey, listen, we, we can't touch here. 
and she was very specific about it. You know, we're not going to kiss. We decided we weren't going to kiss till we got married. Now that did change a couple weeks ago. We did end up kissing each other and it was pretty intense. So I'm going to kind of bring that into it today as well. Okay. So all that to say is it just happened. It happened fast, but it wasn't rushed. What do I mean by that? So she has people who she's accountable to and spiritually speaking, people who are you know, mentors to her, people that she sees on a regular basis. I also have that. They were not surprised. Okay. I spoke with my parents. I told them what I wanted to do. They were not surprised. Okay. I uh, established a relationship with her dad. I met him three weeks into us talking and I established a relationship with him where I was speaking with him once a week. So when I came to him and asked him for his blessing to marry her. I asked him for his blessing and that was counsel. I was counseled by that. Didn't ask for permission. I asked for his blessing because that's something that I wanted to do. I wanted to marry his daughter. So I asked for his blessing and he gave it to me. It was great. Um, and what led us to make the decision was that, uh, the, when we, you know, we set up the physical boundaries pretty strict up front and it was getting, every time we'd see each other, it was just way more and more and more difficult, just more and more difficult, too hard to, abstain it was getting so hard and we just decided that like this is what we needed to do now i had to do it obviously so i did and uh, i i talked to her dad and then i asked her to marry me like within the week of talking with her dad and now we're going to be married in a couple days um and a lot of people would be like well you, you just want to have sex and i'm like well i mean that that's for sure part of it okay but to be honest like this is a woman who i want to work through things with and it's easy to work through things with, and it's easy to cherish her soul. And it's easy to tell her that she's beautiful. And it's easy to tell her that she is enough, that everything about her is some, is everything that I want, you know, and it's easy for me to show that physically also, you know, and um, that being said, being equally yoked as somebody who you just mesh with like that right and there's been people i've been attracted to there's been people who i've been emotionally ex excited about um but nothing where you're just like on all levels intellectually spiritually emotionally physically and you're just like fired up about all of it you know um so i just i recommend first off if you're re if you're watching you're following somebody who's giving you a formula uh, i would get away from that just get away from that. Uh, you're better off reading your Bible a lot. And you, uh, the thing I do where we where we read through the chapter, we're memorizing scripture, just do that. That's better. Okay. Um, and if, yeah, if, if you're really looking and you're sitting there and you're, you're, re you're watching all these videos, reading all these books, just, just drop them. Serious. Read the Bible. Uh, you're much better off. You're going to get closer to Jesus. Uh, you should fast. You know, I, I have many podcasts. If you go back strategies, uh, I would use all of those, right? I wouldn't, I would not follow somebody who's trying to tell you like, this is what needs to happen before. Um, there are good things to pay attention to when these people do talk because they're probably married. So there are things, you know, that you want to listen to, like you should meet you know, like meeting people at church is underrated. However, it hasn't, it didn't work for me. I met this woman online. So uh, I, I I do think people serving together at church is a good way to meet 
people, like in my opinion, uh, that didn't necessarily work for me, obviously, but it, I, I don't think that that's wrong. I think that that's good because what happens is, is then you get into this thing where you get lonely and you go out and you start meeting people at a bar and then you settle and then it's, uh, you may sleep with them or something and it's just not good. Now, here, here's the deal about being a, a equally yoked. Now, if you're, if you're somebody, listen, if you're a Christian and you're sleeping with people or you're, you're okay with sleeping with people, I'm not here to judge you. Okay. I'm really not, but I am here to make you consider something. Just consider this. Let's say, you know, let's say you're dating a non-Christian. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about a non-Christian first, then we'll talk about a Christian. Okay. You're someone who's okay with sleeping with somebody before you're married, right? You're a Christian. All right. Um, first off, you can't live the Christian life. Okay. Only Jesus can. And you have to know that. You have to know that it's Christ that lives in you. He died for you to give his life to you, to live his life through you. Okay. First off, that's the first thing. Okay. Second thing, what what's gonna happen is 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 when your relationship is based on on the sexual part, right? And, and you're like, well, we didn't have sex right away. And I'm like, but if you were unable to hold out until you got married, there's most of it foundationally is going to be on sex. And here's the, here, here's the, the real big problem is now when you're not there, when you're unable to perf- give it to them, whatever, they have the thought, the woman, or even the man, if you're a woman, to go and get it somewhere else. And you might hear that and be like, oh, well, he, I mean, he's, he's a bad dude. He's, you know, infidelity, you know, like, like that's, that's on them. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's also because you were unable to hold out and you were unable to, you know, establish a relationship with Christ in at an intimate level so that you could avoid this problem. Right. And when they're a non-Christian, you almost, to be honest with you, you really shouldn't expect anything less. Okay. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, because they don't know any better and you shouldn't expect anything less. Now, if it was a Christian, obviously you would hope that they would, um, you know, be able to abstain a little bit better than that. At least being in a monogamous relationship, at least hold them accountable to a certain level. But the thoughts do cross your mind. And what happens is, is, is if men will go to porn, even if it's not a woman and justify it. And you know what the worst part about all of this is, is somebody who has, has not established a consistent relationship with Jesus and they don't have that. And you're in a relationship, they will not tell you about it. That's the worst part about the whole thing is they're going to go off and they're going to find it somewhere else, whether it's porn, whether it's somebody whether it's, you know, whatever it is. And they're not going to tell you and they're not going to care because they've been feeding their flesh so much. Now, if they're, if there's someone who's not a Christian, remember that if they're dead, you shouldn't expect anything less. Okay. But if they are a Christian and they go off and do this and they don't tell you about it because that's something that is in their nature. And you need to find somebody who is not like that. Now, that is for somebody who is okay with having sex before you're married, right? Somebody that isn't okay with having sex before you're married, you shouldn't even 
have the thought, like if somebody, and, and I can tell you this from personal experience, if somebody has not sh- ha- established an abstinent lifestyle before you meet them and you have, there will be a problem. And it may be something where they go off and they get what they want somewhere else in the relationship and they will not tell you. It's a hard truth. I'm sorry. If you're with somebody and you know that they haven't, it's a hard truth and they may, and they won't, and they may not even admit it. And, you know, it might be, you might get married to them and 20 years down the road, they'll admit it or something. Um, and I just want you to avoid that. Uh, there's a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Okay. I want you to avoid that. And that's why I'm here talking about it. Um, me and my future wife did talk about this and that's why I did feel like, uh, I needed to talk about this in terms of how, you know, when you're picking up a, a, a life partner, I really hope that we can, as believers, just, just make really sound decisions and know that it's Christ working through us and not us. Because when we, when we start putting the confidence in, in our flesh, um, it's going to fail. It's going to fail us. And I had a, I had a buddy, he's a, he was a, he was our young adults director. He, he, he described a, a talk he had with his spirit and he said, he said, we need to kill him referring to the, to his flesh. We need to kill him. He said like, almost like as if I was talking to my flesh, James, we need to, we need to kill James. We need to kill him. And the point of it, the point I'm trying to make is you need to die every day. You need to die every single day because we're presented with so many temptations day in and day out as Americans and as Christians. You're presented with the lifestyle and it's so beautiful. The lifestyle of either polygamy where you can have sex with anybody you want or the lifestyle of moving in before you're married, you know, having sex before you're married there is just, and as a Christian, there's, you'll go to church and there's people that are Christians who are doing this and it's so tempting. And I'm here to tell you that you shouldn't do that because it's not from God. It's not from God. Okay. So, um, I just want to leave it off at that and I'm going to go right into our scripture memory chapter. First Corinthians six. You want to go there? Uh, we're in verse. Um, I think we're in verse seventeen. So starting in verse one, we're going to emphasize verse six, seventeen today. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one, who will be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. 
Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the, the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by, the, by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Yeah, so um, I hope today ministered to you. Um, it was a tough one, but uh, I know it was meant to be heard. So uh, this was your brother James, and this was easy sex is not clean, and clean sex is not easy. <laughs>